What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. And here we go on a Wednesday. It is your October 26th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, the show presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. How are we? Are you happy we got some rain? We got some rain! Finally! I didn't even know what to do yesterday. I didn't even know how to behave in the rain. But we got it. Finally. We could use some more. And it looks like we're going to get some this weekend, fingers crossed. But but we did. And I'm excited. I'm excited because now I can burn some firewood. Now I can I can get the fire pit going for the first time this fall. That's like that's the one thing, people. The one thing I like about fall. Sitting around the fire. That's it. That's my the only thing I like. Haven't been able to do it until now. I've got like three years worth of uh, of oak firewood just setting out behind the house. So here we go. Get in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all three years worth in over the next month. I've been so excited for this. But uh, yeah, so we got a little rain yesterday. Got a little cooler weather today and the next few days. And really going to make football feel like football on Friday. I was looking at that this morning. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a high of 69, a low of 42, which means it's going to be somewhere in the 50s when we kick off on Friday night. So bring it. Yes. I don't like a lot about fall, but that's a couple of things I like. Burning a, a fire in the evening and uh, and the football weather. So there you go. Uh, lots to talk about today. We've got our uh, volleyball. How about you, volleyball? You've got the semifinals set in the regional tournament. They will play that tonight. So we'll talk about that and who's in and who's not and how we got here. Uh, we've also got football rankings, not just the power rankings. We'll talk AP. We'll talk RPI. We'll kind of go through all of that today. And we've got basketball rankings, kind of. We've got the uh, the cat's paws, some controversy there. Man, people get all fired up over preseason rankings. It's preseason rankings. Get fired up when we actually have some data to go on. This is all about guessing this is, you know, they're supposed to be educational guesses, and I do question some of that, but but it's 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 just guess right now. But we'll talk about it. We'll get into it on today's show. Looking forward to it. So, as I said, volleyball is all set in the semifinals, which is played tonight. The championship played tomorrow night. So, you know, we'll see who faces McCracken County tomorrow night. But uh, McCracken County and Graves County will face off tonight. Let's go, Lady Eagles. Win of the century is in front of you. Go get it. You know. And then you've got Mayfield and Community Christian Academy going head-to-head tonight as well. So those are your matchups. Mayfield's been solid. They get in the semifinals. CCA has put together a fantastic season. And I know I kind of harp on them a little bit during basketball season, but that volleyball program has really got it going this season. As uh, right now, they're the second best team in the region, and you gotta feel like, no offense, Mayfield, you've had a great season, but you gotta feel like we're headed towards 
another match with CCA and McCracken County this season. But nonetheless, how did we get here? We'll talk about that first. As you look at the bracket on Monday night, McCracken County beat Fulton County three sets to none to advance to the semifinals. My Lady Eagles took down the other Lady Eagles, CFS, a traditional power in the region, three sets to one. Uh, They lost the first set and then came back with three straight wins to uh, get that one. Then on the other side of the bracket, you had Mayfield over Carlisle County, three sets to none last night to advance to tonight's semifinals. And CCA over Marshall County, three sets to none to advance to tonight. Now, the first set in that one was not even close. The second two sets, Marshall County put up a heck of a fight, uh, but still fell short as CCA moves on. And so, again, that's how you get our matchups for tonight. We'll take a look at uh, how these teams have fared against one another this season. If you look at uh, McCracken County taking on Graves County, this will be their second meeting of the year. Back on September 13th, McCracken County beat Graves three sets to none, and they weren't all that close, but also Graves has gotten better. Graves has gotten a lot better. And if you look at how Graves County started the season, when they lost that match to McCracken County, that was a 5-9 and nine start for the Lady Eagles. So they were 5-9 and nine following that head-to-head contest on September 13th. Then Graves County went on to post a 14-8 and eight record to close out the season. So, yeah, they, they kind of figured some things out, turned it around. Different teams, different opponents, don't get me wrong, but they, they are much, playing much better volleyball since then. However, it, it don't make light of it. McCracken County still Goliath, and this is certainly a David-Goliath situation, no matter how good Graves County's been, because it's going to be David versus Goliath, no matter who McCracken County plays in this region. But I, I expect that to be a solid matchup tonight. Then on the other side of things, you've got Mayfield and CCA. And this will actually be their, what, one, two, three, their fourth matchup of the season. Now, Mayfield beat them. They've got a win over them way back on August 16th, a three sets to one win over CCA. Community Christian Academy then got them September 10th in the first region All-A Classic, two sets to none, and then beat them again in another regular season matchup, three sets to one. So CCA 2-1 and one against Mayfield this season, and uh, – Again, it's tough to beat a good team three times. Mayfield's had a fantastic season. But CCA, you got to feel, is the favorite in that one. So there you go. There's the matchups. Predictions, I think it's going to be McCracken and CCA. And McCracken, once again, for the win. So, you know, a little bit less drama than most other tournaments. You know, with baseball and volleyball, there's just less drama in this region it's it's all about getting your shot at McCracken and seeing if you can take them down and be in that team because you'd make history. You talk about a lifelong memory. You talk about sending shockwaves through the state. When you play them in the regional tournament, you get that opportunity. But so many have, and so many so far have not been able to do that. But, of course, we'll have you uh, all caught up on that on Friday because they'll have a champion. It'll all be done. We'll have the these games will be played. We'll talk about them, and then – We'll have the championship and the champion to discuss on Friday. All right, rankings. we got a lot of rankings to get into. Speaking of rankings, I always think it's funny when I've got an episode like this where we're going to talk about rankings and polls and different things, and then one of the stories I see when I'm going through my show prep, when I'm looking over one of the websites that we use to get some interesting, weird, odd, funny content, one of those things was about Halloween candy rankings. So why not? It's, this is a show of rankings. Let's let's talk about it. 
So you had CandyStore.com, which I didn't know was a thing. And now that I do, I'm going to be all over this website. But CandyStore.com, they released their annual list of the worst Halloween candies uh, and and gave you the idea of the best Halloween candies. So if you haven't bought Halloween candy yet, there are two things you should know. One, it might cost more than in the past. I mean, that's that should be obvious at this point. And two... Do not be tempted to buy terrible candy that may be on sale. It may be on sale for a reason. Steer clear. Don't be that house. Don't be that person. Again, the people at CandyStore.com have released their annual list of the worst Halloween candies, which is voted on by more than 15,000 of their customers. So here they are, and here's what you don't want to buy. Right? You don't. Unless you really don't like Halloween, and you don't like kids, and you don't like your neighbors, then you might buy it, but... Outside of that, I see no reason to buy it. Now, I do disagree, by the way, with one of these, and I'll explain, because I think it gets a bad rap, but everything else, yeah, they're pretty well on par. So, the number one worst Halloween candy, circus peanuts. Yeah, they're disgusting. Who eats those? And listen, maybe you do more power to you, but why? Now, they're number one for the first time. They have overtaken the number two candy on the list, candy corn. Now, that's the one I disagree with. Candy corn gets a bad rap. Candy corn's fine. Now, I don't want you giving me candy corn as a Halloween treat, so if that's what they're saying, I agree. I'll eat my candy corn aside from, you know, I don't want to go trick-or-treating and come back with a bunch of candy corn. That's, that's not fun. But it's not a bad candy. It gets a bad rap. Now, I actually like the chocolate candy corn. I know. I just got on to you for not liking circus peanuts. I like a... What some others may consider a gross candy corn. That's fine. Each their own. But I'm, I'm fine with candy corn. Number three on the list, peanut butter kisses. It was also number three last year. Now, despite the name, this is neither Reese's peanut butter cups nor Hershey's kisses level Halloween candy. This is like something different, and it's disgusting. And I've had them, and they are. Number four, Nico Wafers. They would be number one if there was a list for the chalkiest candy. Yeah, they're they're not good either. They're not. Number five, and I totally agree with this. I tried to like them. I thought this would be something I would like because I do kind of like weird, odd candies that a lot of people don't like, but these are disgusting. Number five, wax Coke bottles. Yeah, they they still exist, by the way. Number six, Smarties. Yeah, I've never been a Smarties fan. I'm not. They're chalky too. I don't like chalky candy. But they come in at number six, and I agree. Number seven, Mary Jane's. Now, if you're not familiar, they're that chewy peanut butter and molasses taffy top candy. I like them, but they're they're terrible to eat. Like they're so hard to chew and eat. But they come in at number seven. Number eight, Tootsie Rose. Not a Tootsie Roll guy. Never have been. Don't like them. I like the uh, flavored Tootsie Rose. They're fine. They're okay. The vanilla ones are fine. But never been a Tootsie Roll guy. Don't give me a Tootsie Roll. Number nine, Black Licorice. To me, this is number one. Even over Circus Peanuts. But black, like, how is candy corn way up on the list and black licorice is at, at number nine? Disgusting. Number 10, good and plenty. Down from one spot uh, last year, they're, they're pretty much licorice, so it makes sense that they, those two would be back-to-back. Um, so there you go. Now, if you're wondering the 10 best candies, the usual suspects, you got your Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, M&M's, Snickers, Skittles, Sour Patch Kids, uh, Hershey's Bars, Kit Kats, Twix, and Butterfinger. You know. You could, you could pretty much do all right with any of that. The There is one new addition to the top ten this year. Hot tamales. No, not the food, the candy. I love hot tamales. 
No, not the food, the candy. So I agree with that one. All right, there you go. There's the candy ranking for Halloween. Sports rankings, football. Let's talk about it. We will. We come back. It's Region 1. If you live with pain, you have good days and bad days. You deserve a pain-free life. And the first step is talking with your doctor about pain management with Dr. Ferdinand Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky Pain Center. Dr. Salvacion specializes in pain management and will work with you to get you back to those good days. Talk to your primary care provider about pain management with Dr. Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. Flooring is incredibly important when it comes to sports. It's also incredibly important when it comes to your home or business. You gotta see Flooring America for a full line of residential and commercial carpet, vinyl, laminate, area rugs, and custom tile. Their professional installers are fully insured. They have the area's largest selection of quality floor coverings for integrity, quality, and professional service. See Greg Dilworth at Flooring America, 5150 Heartland Drive, FlooringAmericaPaducah.com. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Hungry but still want a good deal? McDonald's is the place to go, so look no further. Get a sausage biscuit and a hash brown for just $2.50 to start your day the great way. And for lunch, you can choose between a McDouble, a McChicken, or a four-piece chicken McNugget, all paired with an order of crispy fries for just $3. Now that's a delicious lunch deal. And don't forget, slushies have arrived at McDonald's. Your delicious cool treat for those hot summer days. You can find it all at McDonald's. CFSB is creating a connected experience both online and in person. We commit to connecting financial technology to meet the daily demands in your life. With our new online banking experience and mobile app, we've created a way for you to bank your way on your time. And we back that up with a team of personal digital bankers, empowering you to utilize all the tools that we provide, making you unstoppable. Visit yourlifeyourbank.com forward slash digital banking to start your CFSB experience today. Member FDIC. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. New at Pizza Inn, the new house pan pizza. Crispy golden crust with a soft, fluffy center. And it's made in-house every day from scratch, just like the other crust, fresh and never frozen. Also new, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese melts perfectly on the pizzas. The salad bar is back with over 40 items, including fresh salads, greens, veggies, fruits and pastas, and desserts. What's not new? Continued commitment to quality service and hospitality. Stop in, see a familiar face that's grateful to serve you at your hometown pizza place since 1972. Order online for carryout, pickup, or delivery. Perfect for holiday parties and family meals. Pizza Inn, serving up smiles one slice at a time. Kentucky's first region for a reason. Region 1 Sports.
one sports. Let's get into some rankings, football rankings. We'll talk basketball preseason rankings here in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into all of that here today. I had somebody text me during the break. They said, man, you just seem fired up this morning. Yeah, it could be the uh, the Mountain Dew Kickstart plus cup of coffee I've had this morning already. Could be. Could be something to do with it. Maybe. Possibly. I've been dragging the last two mornings. I really have. Fall ball has really zapped me. It feels, I mean, we've every weekend we've fall balled. We have not had a weekend. I think we had we had fall break off, but it's been let's go. And I'm tired. I am. I'm dragging. And the thing is, we're going to wrap up fall ball. We, we're going to wrap it up this weekend, but they are taking a, the, a big bulk of our kids down to Mississippi uh, to play next weekend. So that'll be the official end of fall ball, and we agreed to go. I don't know why, but we agreed to go. Uh, it was an option, and we took it. But then we're going to roll right out of that into some travel basketball this this basketball season. So, you know, that that's going to consume the weekend. So, yay. Listen, I, I'll be tired all day long. If my kid loves it, and he does, and he wants to play, I'll be the sports dad all day long. I'll, I'll enjoy it. Now, if he comes to me and he says, Dad, I'm done, I don't want to do it, we're done. It's all on him. Same thing with travel baseball. We, we waited and waited because, number one, we didn't think it was going to work out for our schedules. I mean, look at what I do for a living. Number two, financially, I mean, it's a big commitment uh, financially. And I wasn't going to have him do it if he really didn't want to do it. I didn't want him to to do something he didn't want to do, especially to invest that kind of money and time. He's the one that pushed it. He's the one that asked. He's the one that wanted to try, and we did, and here we are. So I'm all in as long as he's the one driving it. He had a really rough couple of weekends uh, hitting the last two weekends, really rough. Monday, he, they were supposed to have practice, and they decided not to. And he looked at me, and he said, Dad, I got a hit. It was him. So we went and we hit. So I'm trying to cultivate that in him that I can only you know, help you so much if you're not willing to help yourself. If you don't have that drive, it's never going to work. Well, now he does. Almost too much. Almost, because he is an extremely competitive nine-year-old. Like, extremely like he can't lose a board game. I mean, he's you know he's he's kind of a sore loser. I'll go ahead and say it. I'll say it. he's my kid. He's kind of a sore loser, but he like is motivated to win. Like he wants to win. He wants to be better. So I love that part. I just wish we could uh, figure out the sore loser part. That's 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 a, that's the thing we're working on right now. All right. What are we working on right now? Rankings, football rankings. I'll give you the Power Five later. I want to kind of go through and walk through the AP rankings as voted on by members of the AP across the state, including this guy right here, uh, and the RPI, and to see what they say, how do the teams stack up, kind of even compare RPI versus voted on by humans, and then I'll get into our Power Five in the region towards the end of that. So let's look at the AP rankings for this week in each class. We'll kind of walk through this fairly quickly because we don't have a lot of teams. Uh, class 1A, we got nobody. That's okay. It's been a tough year for our Class 1A teams. But if you're looking statewide, Pikeville, number one on that list. They are 7-2 and two, uh, overall. And then uh, no undefeated teams on there, but 7-2. and two. And then you've got a handful of 8-1 and one teams behind them. But Pikeville, clearly right now the best 1A school in the estate in class 2a here you go mayfield has held down the number one spot pretty much all year well right now it's a tie technically that kind of means mayfield's number two but right now it's a tie beachwood and mayfield 
Now, Mayfield is undefeated, 9-0. Beachwood is 8-1, but they got enough votes to make this a push. And if you look at their schedule, yeah, it's been better. Some of that Mayfield can't help. They're in a really tough district this year. I mean, not tough as in challenging, tough as in, oof, you know, like not not what it used to be. You know, Caldwell having a down year. Murray, I know when Murray played them the other night, Murray had a couple of kids out. Sorry, Murray, not going to convince me that that made a difference, especially on defense, because maybe on offense, maybe you could score a little, move the football better. But, but the defense has struggled all year with or without those guys. And I think they would have struggled against Mayfield anyway. But Caldwell down, Murray a little down, plus banged up when they played. Mayfield's had no challenge. They've really not had near as good of a schedule because of that. And Beachwood has, and a lot of the voters moved Beachwood up. But that's how they stack up. Uh, nobody else, especially in our region, getting votes. In Class 3A, Paducah Tillman, even though 4-5 and five on the year, ranked number 10. They are. Now, you've got a handful of teams that are undefeated still. Louisville Christian Academy, Bardstown, Union County up there at number three. Uh, Mason County at number four. They're all undefeated. And then you've got Tillman at number 10, right? Well, technically it says they're tied at nine, but they're they're number 10. If you're Greenup County or Henry County or Hart County, you got to be upset by that. Listen, Tillman may be the better team. Tillman may beat all three of those teams in three consecutive weeks. But the AP is a little different animal where wins and losses do count. You give them credit for the strength of schedule, so that one kind of did surprise me, especially coming from state guys. Like A lot of these votes are coming from the other end of the state. So I'm actually surprised by that. Not that Tillman maybe doesn't deserve it, but I am surprised by it because they have played a brutal schedule. But I am surprised by it because we don't typically get that benefit. We don't typically get that love on this end of the state. Now, I'll say this, and my theory is they're getting the benefit of the doubt from being a state runner-up from a year ago. I think that carries a lot of weight. I think that's on the minds of a lot of voters. They look at it, and they say, hey, Tillman's 4-5. and five. They played a tough schedule, but they got like uh, so many of those kids back off of a state finals team, so they can't be bad. They've got to be good. we got to vote on them. I think that that plays into it as well. There's a little bit of a little bit of a, a hangover bias from what Tillman did last year, and I think Tillman can do it again this year, in almost the same fashion. Really tough regular season, struggle to get to 500, struggle to be over 500, and then make a run. You and especially three football, it's it's wide open to make a run, and they certainly can again this year. And that's how the voters see it as well, as they stay uh, technically at number 10, but tied for number nine. Class 4A, we got nothing. We got nobody there. Uh, Madisonville North Hopkins getting votes. Uh, they've got Mayfield on Friday. So you've got a team that's getting respect in Class 4A, taking on Mayfield. It's really the best opponent Mayfield's had in quite a while. So that'll be fun this week. And then in Class 5A, uh, again, Graves not getting the votes right now. They did get a few votes a few weeks ago, but not yet, but not this week. I, I helped you. I tried, Graves. You know I did, but not making the list. Uh However, neither is South Warren. And I get it. South Warren got beat by Greenwood, but Greenwood was a top 10 team too. And South Warren not getting the love Tillman is. Like Tillman plays a good good schedule, getting a little bit of that benefit of the doubt from who they were last year and and uh playing a tough schedule this year. South Warren's almost in the same boat, 
and they're not getting the love in 5A. They got a few votes for top 10, but they didn't get it, and they are. They are top 10. They're the defending 5A state champs. I know they lost some guys, but not a lot. But they're not getting that love. So that's that's kind of interesting. Maybe that shoots my theory in the foot. Maybe. Or maybe that's just how different 5A and 3A are. The quality of teams. Maybe. But you do have, in case you're wondering, you've got uh, Greenwood r- ranked 8th. Owensboro, who's in Graves' district, they're finally back in the top 10. They're ninth, And Bowling Green is number 3. So 5A football in the 1st and 2nd district, they've got some teams. Man, I just gave you up at one point going into last week, South Warren was getting the love. They, that's the thing, too. South Warren was ranked last week. They lose to a ranked opponent. They drop out of the rankings. Man, there's a, I think there's a bias against them. But last week you had Bowling Green, Greenwood, South Warren all ranked all in the same district. Owensboro was trying to crack the top ten. Now they do, and they basically replace South Warren. So there is some really good football in districts one and two in, the, in Class 5A. And that, of course, has ramifications for Graves County because now their first-round opponent is the defending state champs in 5A who had been ranked all season. That's that's fun. You're the number two seed in your district. You get the number three seed in the cross district, and boom, here's here comes South Warren to town. But, hey, I actually think that may be a better matchup. I do. Greenwood's tough. They're big. They're physical up front, and they run the veer. And if you haven't seen it, you can't prepare for it. There's just no way. And I think that would have been a whole new challenge. So this may have been a break for Graves County, believe it or not. All right, Class 6A. Again, we got nobody, but Henderson County is now at number three on that list. And I got to say, too, I didn't talk about this. What was Henderson County doing with the onside kicks on Friday? You're playing McCracken County. You're up pretty decent. You've actually pulled a lot of your starters, and you're onside kicking it. I don't, I, you know, something's there. Some little, little heated exchanges after the game with a couple of players. There's something there. Obviously, they, those two schools don't like each other, but wow. You know, all right. Just keep in mind what goes around comes around, and I don't think McCracken's going to be down that much that long. And so keep that in mind, Henderson County. That's all I'm saying. But Henderson County comes in at number three. That is the respect they are getting. Bullet East, by the way, I said this when Graves County played them. Graves beat them last year, and we thought they were good last year. They returned everybody. When Graves played them this year, it was a hard to fathom there were many teams better than them, and they are now at number five on that list. So you look at strength of schedule, Graves County put one together this year as well. They really did. All right, so those are your AP rankings. How does that compare to the RPI? Now, I'm not going to sit here and go, well, this team was ranked third in this one. and this. Let's just look at the RPI. Let's just look at how our teams have stacked up in the RPI. So you start with uh, Class 1A, and again, we don't have anybody really up there. In fact, Crittenden County, good for you. You're 18th in, in Class 1A. You, good for you. You've climbed, climbed up. Fulton County is at uh, 27 in, uh, in the class out of 29 teams. But number one in the AP is also number one in the RPI, Pikeville. I told you, they're good. They're good. Favorite to win it. And uh, both those things, both those rankings favor them. All right, Class 2A. Mayfield had been number one in AP all year. Beachwood's sort of leaped them this week. Beachwood's number one in the RPI. Mayfield's winning percentage in the RPI is what's got them to number three. Mayfield has not been helped by their opponent's winning percentage. It is one of the worst in the in the class. They're they are third from the bottom 
in the class when it comes to technically strength of schedule. There are 39 teams in Class 2A. Mayfield is uh, around 37 in strength of schedule, according to the RPI. Ballard Memorial coming in number 39 overall in the RPI. It's been a tough one for Ballard, 0-9 on the season, probably going to go winless. It's just tough, man. It's tough to coach a football team. I know when the numbers are low, you're dealing with a small school in a tough part of the state. Not a lot of teams want to travel to play you that far away. You don't really want to travel to play a lot of teams that far away. I know there's some challenges there. It's been a rough one for Ballard. And then you look, Caldwell County at 25 on the RPI. Murray coming in number 22. Again, that's out of 39 teams this season. Uh, Class 3A, Paducah Tillman is 13th in the state. Trigg County's number 10. Now, I know. I've heard it. How is Trigg County? We beat them, and they're ahead of us in the RPI. Our schedule's been tougher. It has been. But that's where, again, if you're going to play a tough schedule and you're losing, you're going to be punished by that in the RPI. Not heavily punished, but punished. So they do come in at number 13 in the RPI, but we know they're better. And listen, we get to the power rankings later. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna see that. But Trigg at 10, Tillman at 13, Union County, for what it's worth, they are number three in the RPI. They're number, you know, that's about where they are in the AP. So there you go. Uh class 4A, again, our only team in the region for us is Callaway County. Unfortunately, they are 38th out of 38. It's been a tough one for them as well. It really has been. I feel for them. Their opponent's winning percentage, though, puts them in the upper half. So they've, you know, they played some teams, but certainly it's been a tough, tough go this year for Callaway County. Uh, Hopkinsville, who Tillman plays this week, well, they are now at number 18 out of 38 teams in their class in the state in the RPI. So there you go. Uh, number, uh, let's see, 5A, Graves County, my Eagles coming in. At number 19 in the RPI, that's out of 40 teams, so just getting in that upper half uh, of that grouping. But they are 19th. Uh, their opponent in the first round of the playoffs is only 15th. Not a lot of spots separate them, I'm telling you. Greenwood is number 8. At one point, we were hoping to play Greenwood again. I think they got the break in uh, in getting South Warren. Not saying it's going to be easy. Not saying that South Warren maybe isn't the favorite. But between the two, it looks like it looks like we may have ended up with the better game. Who knows? We'll see. Bowling Green is number three, by the way, in that poll, just in case you wanted to know. And then number and then 6A, McCracken County at 24 out of 32 teams. Henderson County at number five. So there you go. There's the RPI as well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll kind of quickly give you the Power 5 rankings for football in our region, what I think – are the best five teams. I think it's starting to maybe come into picture for you as we've gone through this. And then we'll talk preseason basketball rankings from the Cats' paws. Are they right? Are they wrong? Who knows? It's all a guess. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's Region 1. High School Hoops on Region 1 Sports. So chill it us. One sports. Oh yeah, we're gonna be talking some high school hoops. We're we'll talking some basketball in a minute. I've got a basketball Jones. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm I'm excited to get into our uh, basketball discussions here over the next few weeks. Really excited. We've already talked a little basketball way back in the off season. We interviewed uh, Coach Dustin Roberts over at McCracken County, new head coach, longtime assistant. 
terrific interview, by the way. If you haven't heard it, it's on the podcast page. Go back and uh, go back to what August was it late July somewhere in there, and uh, you'll find that interview. If not, I'll probably have that as a replay coming up as we get ready for the season. Going to be trying to talk to new basketball coach at at uh, Marshall County, Sawyer Donahue. Again, kind of like Coach Dustin Roberts, first year head coach, long time assistant. Pick his brain on uh, on thing all things at Marshall County and his journey to being a head coach. So so there you go. We got a lot of basketball talk coming up and more. We're working on some things, but uh, excited for that. We'll get into that in just a moment. But first. Let's finish up our football talk with our Power 5 rankings for this week. And I said this last week, and I think it's true. I really do. I mean, it's Mayfield number one, and then you could probably throw a dart at a wall with the rest of the teams on it and and not be so far off that it's ridiculous. Now, for all intents and purposes, yes, Mayfield's number one. I'm going with Tillman at number two because I had to ask myself, if Tillman played this team, that uh, the other teams on this list, how would they fare? Well, we know. They beat them. So Tillman comes in at number two. Number three, I'm going with Trigg County. I know. Tillman got them good. Trigg County 7-2 on the year. They The two teams that are that were clearly better than them were way better than them, but they've had a great year. They're 7-2, and two, and you got to respect that. Trigg County at number three. Number four, Graves County. Now 5-4 and four on the year. Their struggle has been against, again, kind of like Trigg, but they've played more of them. Uh, their struggle has been against teams that are as good or better. But I think we have gotten better. I kind of debated 3-4, but I go with Trigg County and gave them the edge for having such a great season. And then at number 5, this one for me, a tie. I've got Crittany County and Murray, and here's why. Because head-to-head, Murray beat them way back at the start of the season. But honestly, Crittany County had a pretty good year. They've had a pretty good year. They're five and four. Murray's four and five. Not a, not a whole lot of wiggle room there. Not a whole lot of difference. So I'm I'm copping out. I'm going with a tie. I'm going Crittenden and Murray at number five. So there you go. There's my power five for this week. Not a whole lot of pomp and circumstance. Not a whole lot of breaking down the stats. I think one and two you feel pretty good about. Obviously Mayfield at one. Two you feel pretty good about because again they beat everybody on this list. And if they didn't. Well, they beat the teams that beat the other teams on this list. So you go with Tillman, and then from there, it's, again, take a, take those names, take Graves, Trigg, Critton, and Murray, put them on a wall, take a dart, throw it at it, and you'll come up with a, a good combination there. But I go with, for all intents and purposes, Trigg at three, Graves at four, and then Critton and Murray coming in tied at five. So there's our power five this week. How easy was that? Now next week, We'll be getting into some playoff talk, no doubt about it. But as far as any kind of rankings for football talk, we may have that discussion. Who had the better year? Who who disappointed this year? Who did we think would be good and they weren't? We may get into that. May kind of give a grade to everybody's season, do something like that. Those are usually the episodes I shy away from because it really puts me out there even more, really puts that opinion out there even more, really gives coaches a lot more talking points uh, even more. But we may do that. We may, because they are fun. It is fun to have these talks. It is. And what's funny, and this kind of gets me into the uh, talking about some of the preseason basketball stuff, but what's funny is a lot of these rankings, guys can vote and guys can rank teams, and they never have to really defend it or explain it or uh, be out there with their opinion. They can just throw it out, and people debate it, and they get to hide behind uh, you know, just being a voter. 
this is what makes this different. When you do a power five and it's all you and it's your opinion, you can't hide from it. It's out there. You've put it out there. And that makes this a little bit different and can make it a little bit stressful. But you know what? It also makes it fun. It does make it fun. So I'm not going to necessarily criticize anybody else for their rankings. It's all opinions. It's all guesses. But it is fun to debate. It is fun to sort of go, no, I don't I disagree with that. Like you can have those things, right? You can have those discussions. And that certainly has been uh, sort of a scuttlebutt this week. The Cats Paul's rankings come out. I think there's some teams in this area and some players in this area that are that's bulletin board material, man. They're hot about it. They disagree with it strongly. And that's okay. But the Cats Paul's rankings did come out. Of course, that is one of our friends of the show, Ed Marlowe, who does those. Now, Ed, Ed is over in the second region now, working over in the second region, and doesn't get to quite cover these things like he used to, but it doesn't mean he's any less knowledgeable about the sport or maybe some of the uh, top players and top coaches and teams in the region. But he puts that out every year, or at least does that for our, our region every year. And I'll just go over his rankings, and that's all I'll do because I don't want to give mine away too early. Mine are coming. I have my reasons. We'll explain it all over the next few weeks. But let's go over what the cat's paws or what's in the cat's paws. On the girls' side, team rankings, he had McCracken County at number one. I, listen, I don't think there's debate there. I don't think there's any debate there. I don't. I don't see why that'd be controversial. It's not, I don't think. But they got four of their five starters back and, and four of their top four back. Number two is Marshall County. Here's where it might get a little a little bit uh, debatable. Marshall County at number two, Graves County at number three. All right. Okay. Uh, and listen, I'll take my Graves County bias out of it. I'm just I'm giving you the eyeball test. I really am. I if I were gonna put my Graves County bias in it, I'd tell you I think Graves has a shot at knocking off McCracken this year. And that may be crazy to even think about. That may be too far-fetched of a hot take. But I do think Graves is not getting the love early that they're going to uh, get as the season goes on. I'll put it that way. Carlisle County coming at number four. Callaway County coming in at number five. And I'll just be honest with you, I think that's because of Sailor Lowe. Now, she's not the only good player they have, but I'm not sure about that ranking. I don't know. We'll see when mine come out. Maybe I'll feel differently. Christian Fellowship at number six. Okay. Tillman at number seven, Mayfield at number eight, Fulton County, and Hickman County. Here's the thing, and I'll kind of get into this when our rankings come out. I think this region has two really good teams, three, you know, a another good team, and then a, a whole lot of teams that are just going to kind of battle it out. I, you know, we I love to talk in tiers. I think there is a team in tier one, a team in tier two, a team in tier three, and then team, and then that next level down is just everybody else. I think there's a little separation in one and two in my one and two. I think there's separation between two and three. I think there's a bigger gap between one and three. And then I think there's a massive gap between that third team and the rest of the field. That's on the girls' side. But we'll get into it. So I'm teasing it. Giving you hints. Let's talk about the boys' side. He's got McCracken at number one. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of leaning that way. I'll be honest. 
but Murray's the defending regional champs, and they come back with all otherworldly, all regional, you know, Grant Whitaker. I mean, it's kind of hard to count them out. Now he's got them at number two, and I agree with that. Callaway at number three. I'll be honest, I think that's high. I think that's high. I like the team Callaway's got. I like their personnel. I think they're top five, no doubt. But he's got them at number three. Okay. Number four, Tillman. Now, I'm leaning to flip those teams, but we'll see. Number five is Mayfield. Number six is St. Mary. I'm going to tell you right now, don't sleep on St. Mary this season. Don't sleep on them. Now, he's giving them respect at number six. I think some people will sleep on them. They're a sleeper pick for me. I think they're going to make some noise this year. Number seven is Graves County. Number eight is Marshall County. Number nine is Ballard. And number 10 is CCA. I actually think that's low for CCA. I may flip. I might have flipped Ballard and, and CCA there, but we'll see. But one thing to note, and I'd, I'd started this whole segment talking about the different coaches we've interviewed, first-year coaches. We got a lot of first-year coaches, or, or at least new head coaches in this region. I don't know if we've ever gone into a season with this many new coaches on the sidelines. And I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I'm going to absolutely miss some. Probably. Maybe I get them all. But you've got McCracken boys, Marshall boys and girls, Graves boys, Fulton County boys. I'm sure I'm missing another one at Fulton City or Fulton County, but Fulton County boys, Ballard Memorial boys. I mean, this is insane. That's insane. Paducah Tillman girls. Unbelievable. That's a lot of new head coaches, or at least new to this region head coaches. First-year head coaches, it, it, it's unbelievable to uh, think about as you start to get into the season. Maybe that makes it fresh. Maybe, maybe things have gotten stale in the region. Maybe that's enough to really shake things up. Maybe that's enough to, as we look at some of these teams and we're judging them on what they've done the last couple of years, maybe we got a few more sleepers than we realize because of that. Because there's not there's less predictability. You don't know these, you know, long time established coaches in the region, they're not really sure about these new coaches, what they're gonna run, how they're really gonna have their teams playing. You get some ideas, you scout, you do your things, but you never know. There may be some new rivalries formed from this. I think this is like this this may be fun this year. This may be a lot of fun this year. And it's gonna be a lot of fun talking about it and debating it. I can tell you that. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm excited. But as far as this show goes, that's it. We're all out of time. Back on Friday, we'll preview our uh, final week of the football season. My goodness, final week of the regular season for football. A lot of fun matchups this week. Tillman Hoptown, I think that's going to be fun. Mayfield Madisonville, that'll be a good one. And of course, the Pumpkin Bowl, Graves County, Marshall County, always fun. I cannot wait for that one. So we'll get into that on Friday. Until then, hope you enjoyed. Be safe. We'll talk Friday. Until then, this has been Region 1 Sports. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.